The Georgia-Florida rivalry, more often called the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. The first game was played November 6, 1915, according to Florida, and it October 15, 1904, according to Georgia. The score of that game, according to Florida, was Georgia 37, Florida nothing. Georgia 52, Florida nothing, according to Georgia. But there's also controversy in who leads this rivalry. According to Florida, Georgia leads it 51-43 to 43 with two ties. And according to Georgia, Georgia leads it 52-43 with two ties. So, with all this controversy, how did this whole thing get started? We'll make sure you stay tuned to figure out how the world's largest cocktail party got its name and much more on Sports Breakdown. You're listening to Sports Breakdown, and I'm your host, Caleb. And if you haven't already, make sure you listen to my first episode of Sooner Sabotage. In this episode, we're going to be discussing the Florida-Georgia rivalry. The two universities don't agree when a rivalry began, because in 1904, when Georgia says the rivalry started, Florida was split into four different schools. And the two different football teams didn't like each other at the time, much like now. But a UGA historian pretty much sums up Georgia's attitude about the game. And I quote, That was Florida then. We can't help if they got run out of Lake City and moved to Gainesville. They were just a bad team. End quote. Where the team they played wasn't as good as the team they are now. It was still Florida, according to many Georgia fans. But Florida fans say it wasn't our school at the time. It was a mini school out in Lake City. But when they came and the four schools combined, they created one of the best schools ever. The first game that was played in Jacksonville was played in 1915. And they've played there ever since, except in 1943 because of World War II and many of the players had been drafted. This game has a lot of responsibility and accountability because usually the winner of this game goes to the SEC championship. And that's one of the reasons Florida didn't win an SEC championship until 1990 because most times this game, multiple times, including when Steve Spurrier was a senior in 1966, Georgia stopped them from getting to that beloved SEC championship game. Even more importantly, in 1992, when the SEC was split into the East and the West, and both teams were in the East, it was a fight 
a fight for rights to the East. A right to play whoever won the West. And ever since, it's just become fiercer and fiercer. The two universities do agree on one thing, that Georgia has the lead in the overall record, but they don't agree on how many games have been played. Because Florida, they think that there have been 96 games played, while Georgia thinks there have been 97. Because of the neutral site, the jerseys are either red and black or blue and orange for the home team, and the visitors, usually their white away uniform. Some fans describe it as a beach ball effect, which is perfect for Everbank Field in Jacksonville, very near a beach. Each year, the universities make almost $3.3 million a year on this one game, just through ticket sales and sometimes fundraising. It's one of the biggest events in Jacksonville every year. P Florida fans and Georgia fans alike in Jacksonville wait for the game every year. Florida fans and Georgia fans all over wait for it every year. It's one of the biggest rivalries in Florida and Georgia history. Some of you may be wondering, how did it get its nickname, the world's largest cocktail party. Well, the nickname, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, was originated in, in the 1950s by Bill Castler, a sports editor for the Florida Times Union. He said, I gave it this nickname because many of the students who were of drinking age would get drunk during the 1950s, and whichever team won the game they would tear down the other team's goalpost. Back then, the winning team got to take home its goalpost, which, it's kind of big, so usually they would just cut off part of it. Now it's called the War for the Oar, because the winning team gets to take home the Okefenokee Oar, which is a 10-foot-tall oar, and on one side it has the Georgia G and the Georgia flag carved into it. On the other side, it has the Gators gator head and the Florida flag carved into it. It was made from a tree from the Okefenokee Swamp that was about 9 feet in diameter and, obviously, taller than 10 feet. In 1995, they made a Florida Georgia Hall of Fame. And just to name a few of the people that were inducted into it were Tim, Tim Tebow, David Pollock, Scott Brantley, Aaron Murray, Steve Spurrier, Larry Munson, Willie Jackson, and Lindsey Scott. 
Those were a few of the names, coaches, coordinators, and players alike that play in the game that is referred to as the War of the Ore, the Florida-Georgia game, or the world's largest cocktail party. No doubt, whatever you want to call it, it's a great game in college football. And just to give you a feel of what it would be like to be at a Georgia-Florida game, I was able to look up a few of the famous calls from the Georgia-Florida game. And the first one is Appleby to Washington in 1975, called by Larry Munson. Matt Robinson fakes, end around to Appleby. Appleby's going to throw a bomb. He's got a man open down the far side. Complete. A touchdown. Appleby to Washington. 80 yards. Appleby, end around, just stopped, planted his feet and threw it. Washington caught it, thinking of Montreal and the Olympics, and ran out of his shoe right down the middle of 80 yards. November 8, 1975, Georgia versus Florida. I find that really interesting that he kept running. I'm sure his ankle hurt because one of his shoes fell off during the middle of his 80-yard run. I have another one from 1980. Blue to Scott. Buck back. Third down on the eight. In trouble. Got a block behind him. Gonna throw on the run. Complete to the 25. To the 30. Lindsey Scott. 35-40. Lindsey Scott. 45-50. 45-40. Run, Lindsey. 25. 20. 15. 10. 5. Lindsey Scott. Lindsey Scott. I can't believe it. I broke my chair. A metal steel chair. About a five-inch cushion. Well, the stadium fell down. I didn't mean to beg Lindsay to run, but I had to. November 8, 1980, Georgia vs. Florida. The winning touchdown for Georgia with one minute and four seconds left. The reason I chose those two is because Larry Munson was a great football caller for Georgia and had some of the greatest calls in Georgia football history. Also, it was a little bit hard to find calls from then, but I was able to grab those two. Also, make sure, if you haven't already, to subscribe to this podcast. And make sure you also check out my YouTube channel that I do with my co-host on my other podcast called Bray and K Breakaway, where we just talk about random stuff. Also, it's kind of a big deal because this Saturday, November 2nd, episode 20 of Brain K Break will, will be coming out, and we have a very special guest on. His name is John Driver, and he has his own podcast called Talk About That. So make sure you also check out that podcast. And like I said, you can check out the YouTube channel at Bray and K Studios, where me and my co-host Raiden do random crazy challenges. And I hope to be seeing you guys next time when I talk about two teams that went down to Hawaii, but three players never returned home.